The Lock Draft Podcast is brought to you by Fresh Apparel Printing. Do you have a band and need to sell merch for your next gig? Fresh Apparel has graphic artists on staff that can make your logo into a t-shirt within minutes. Have a business and need company apparel for your employees? Fresh Apparel can embroider hats and t-shirts with detailed patterns and bring your logo to life with literal pinpoint precision. Listeners to the show will receive 10% off any custom t-shirt or embroidery orders if you use the promo code DRAFT. That's promo code DRAFT. Fulfill all your custom clothing needs at freshapparel.co, not .com, or call 219-864-9009 today and use the promo code DRAFT. Hey! Oh, hey, hey! Get him, Daddy! Dougie Ferguson! It's Max Levy out here. Max Levy. Nat Wide West. Nat Wide West. Lock Draft. Shooty Hoops Podcast. Where we go through all kinds of stuff today, including a new game we're going to play called Pick Me, Pick Me! Yeah, that. And we have to pay homage to the pack line. What's up, Max? Wes? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm low-key kind of salty with how the final game turned out, but it was, it was, I was glad it was very competitive for sure. Grrr. They did it all with Jack Salt on the bench. Pack line, pack line. So I, everybody knows I picked Virginia since the beginning of the year that listens to this show. I know Max is salty to get in about Texas Tech. They, you probably think they got jobbed at the end, huh? Uh, it's a combination of both. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I, it was, you know, Virginia played their game, you know, and on top of that, Culver just, you know, played against a defense he will never play the NBA level because you can't just sit people in the paint all the time. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'll say this. The, um, this is one thing that I've been saying about Virginia all year long since the beginning of the year. I think people's perception of Virginia has been tainted by kind of just unlucky things that happened to them in the tournament, and it bounced kind of their way this year. Um, But to say that they're not built to win in the tournament was always kind of like a red herring or whatever because I think they are built to win in the tournament. You saw it in the last three games. That they like every every possession to Virginia is that whatever final minute of every one of the last three games they played. That's the final possession. Virginia plays that on every play. They run it down. You know, Ty Jerome. Shout out to Ty Jerome for never getting backcourt violations. That that's crazy. But shout out to my homeboy Ty Jerome. Uh, uh, Diakite that got. Tons of minutes to match up. They were a matchup problem. Bad, 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 bad matchup problem for Auburn without Chuma. And just, I, I just think that they kind of got the thing like Villanova did a couple years ago where they kept losing early in the tournament or whatever. They blew some games in the tournament and they got called a team. I think, I think Cincinnati might be the next one of these teams. I know they just left with Mick Cronin, but um, like I think they're the next one. Like they, uh, they always lose, but like I don't know that 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 was always the thing with Virginia. They're always going to lose. They're not built for the tournament. I think it's the exact opposite. And I think they really are built for the tournament. They just got some bad bounces, kind of in the past few years, especially. So that's my thing on Virginia. But, and 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 big ups to Texas Tech too. The last Bob Knight disciple. Is is left one guy walking Chris Beard, and they have turned it around big time. I always say that if you could get to a school in Texas and you got something going, Texas, just like football, has the basketball talent. They can you can pull guys like Jared Culver, everybody else. You can pull them out of there. That's why TCU is doing what they're doing. So, anything anything else you want to say to wrap up the season, Max? Because kind of this is it for college basketball because we went right. Right, ball yeah. deep into the NBA playoffs. 
yeah, I will say I feel like TCU hasn't didn't get the proper attention they deserved after this season. I feel like they probably should have been in the tournament. And OU getting over them was also a bit questionable, in particular after their loss in the, in the conference tournament in Texas. Sorry, Texas Christian TCU beating Texas in the tournament, having a great showing. Pretty sure they got one of the upper seeds in the NIC too. They got the number one overall seed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, number one. So yeah, like they, in my opinion, they really should have made it. But you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm very glad that both Belmont and Murray State made it. Yeah, just a little bit salty that Belmont couldn't pull it out versus Maryland. Yeah, uh, shout out uh, Rick Bird, retire after thirty three years. What a great career, great great career, Rick Bird. On to greener pastures. Yes. Um. Um. um uh, yeah, about TCU, they were the number one overall seed. They should have probably made the tournament, I would say. But, I mean, who would you pull? Arizona State, I guess, is who I would say. But, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I think Jamie Dixon – actually, that was kind of what the rap was on Pitt. It's kind of the same as what it was at Virginia. Is kind of they're always good in the regular season and they always blow it in the tournament, all that stuff. But, anyways, um, NBA playoffs start this week. And a um, couple shocking, shocking upsets. We get really hype at game ones of the first round of the playoffs sometimes and forget about series as it is. But, Max, what's your first take? My first take um, is I was, from the start, I was I picked the Bucks to sweep the Pistons, and it's looking like it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I had the Bucks in the beginning of the year, right, to go to the finals. Me. Yeah, Ooh, I'm, I'm killing it this year. I might even pick them to win it. Uh, I can't do it. When it comes down to it, yeah. I didn't think anybody was beating the Warriors, but I think that they can do it. If I mean, I, I mean, they're gonna have home court. Do they have home court? Milwaukee, all the way through. Yes. All right. Yeah. I would still pick the Warriors. Yeah, I I might still pick the Warriors also, but I think that is huge to get home court. No, like they, if they were, if the Bucks were to win the series, they're not going to win it without home court. So, um, yeah, and that, that announcer is going to give them too much momentum. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Toronto. So my my biggest thing was Toronto. Toronto got off what Bomani Jones calls the NBT, NBA TV Classic. What does he call it? Is whoever Toronto's playing every year, and then they got. Orlando, they might even have been the NBA TV Classic again this year, but Orlando Magic, uh, Nikola Vucevic, who played good in that game. I, to be honest with you, I did not watch that game, but I was very surprised. I watched a little bit of the third quarter. I saw Marcus All hit a three. DJ Augustine was clutch. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah DJ Augustine, man, Steve Clifford. I think, and yeah, man, I've been on fire with picks because I think I picked Steve Clifford to be the coach of the year. Anyways, um, playoffs also this weekend saw the Spurs. I, I that Spurs upset in the first round just is so obvious when you look at it. Like that, I, like I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they're just gonna do it. Like I, I seen that matchup and I was like, oh no. The, the Nuggets have to be dying just for, like, whatever, somebody to tank and the Spurs dip a seed. But, that, I mean, for your first year, kind of, I, didn't Utah go through a little bit of that last year? They finally had a good, like, a good enough year to get home court for a round or two, and then, and, uh, and, yeah, and the Thunder also, bad, 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 bad look this weekend. Um, yeah. Paul George. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, yeah. Thunder were, yeah, Damian Lillard was killing it, but I was, I was, I was trailing on a, on a nugget spot, which was, they kept that game so close despite how many times they were bricking. Yeah. Which is something in itself, so I'm staying true to my Nuggets and six on that one. Nuggets and six? I'm, I, well, I, I didn't pick these all in, in order. We can maybe do that a little bit if we have time in yeah, the end, but like. For sure. I, my, my pick originally would have been Spurs and seven, so I'll say Spurs and seven. But I, and I don't discount the Nuggets from being able to win it at all, but I mean, it'll be hard to win a home uh, game seven on Denver floor. But, 
Yeah, no, the, that 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 just looked tailor made for a sweep for me. I just don't know how they're gonna pull off a game on another game on the road somehow. So, anyways, um, we're gonna play a new game today. It's called Pick Me, Pick Me, Teacher, or something like that. I'm gonna get a sound effect for it next time we play for it. But I just came up with it today. Or wait, when did I come up with it? Like Saturday. Yeah. So, um. We're going to kind of go through these teams in the playoffs. One of them, uh, one of them we, we just mentioned, it looks like the first one up on the list. But um, And we're going to kind of plug through these late first-round picks because everybody knows Zion and RJ Barrett going. But these are teams that can improve themselves if they kind of, you know, maybe they get a Malcolm Brogdon like the Bucks did a couple years ago or et cetera, et cetera. Whatever, maybe you can trade for Demontis Sabonis, like like the Pacers did, and and turned your little mid to late first round pick into something that actually values your team. So, Wes, who is the first team? Uh, well, first we have teams sort of double dipping in the playoffs and almost in the lottery. The Orlando Magic. Ooh. Yeah, well, they're not in the lottery. For yeah, the first time in a while. Damn, yeah. too long, yeah. Yeah. All right, so if I'm the Magic, I'm very salty. Kobe White decided to have a hot tournament because uh-huh. before then he was in, like, the late teens in terms of a lot of mocks, and now all of a sudden he's top ten. And if I was the Magic, I would kill to have Kobe White about now. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree, but I don't think he'll be there. Yeah, no. So in terms of guys who could be there... Garland's not too far off on mini mocks, so I know he's right on, right dead nuts on fifteen. They're at on NBA draft that night. Take a thought. He's listed at he's put on the generic no sim. He's on thirteen at the heat. So. Yeah, he's fifteen on the rankings at the step in. So yeah, I mean, where do I have him ranked? Actually, I should probably check that, huh? Uh, I mean, Kobe White has. I have Kobe White sixth, but I mean. He's going to be gone. Yeah. He's going to be gone. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I and I think he kills all those. So, um, for me, at, around there, I'm just going to go with what their plan is if I'm the Magic. The Magic's plan is working out kind of like the Bucks' plan works out, is they're just drafting athletic, freakishly athletic guys and hoping they turn out. So, I'm looking at somebody like Daniel Gafford or because, the, like, that, I think Daniel Gafford can kind of replace – even in a better way, what John Henson gave them in a bench role, kind of instead, because like, Burke Lopez has worked so well out, out so well, excuse me, for the Bucks. I'm looking at a Gafford or like a Moses Brown here. You might hear Moses Brown a lot, but and and I'm a little bit, um, yeah. I, that, that's how they've built their team. Two teams, the Magic and the Bucks, have built themselves around. I mean, I know I just mentioned Malcolm Brogdon, who isn't freakishly athletic, but pretty much every. I mean, from for about five years, they were going from John Henson to Thon Maker to Giannis Antetokounmpo to, you know, they're just picking the most biggest. They're gonna they want to hold hands and make it across the court. So um, that's what I'm gonna say. I'll, I'll say Daniel Gafford. He should. That should be something that they can kind of trade around or or kind of maybe, you know, trade down if they have to. I don't know what Gafford's stock will be by then. But he seems like a, I have him at exactly at 15, actually, on my board. So that makes it – I would say that that's exactly where they could pick him. Yeah. My big thing is how many big men can you have? You already have Gafford. You already have Bamba, for crying mm-hmm. aloud. He hasn't even gotten minutes yet. And is yeah. Gafford going to get minutes from Clifford either? I don't know. No, I mean, I, I, I think that they're at least getting an upper, not an upperclassman, somebody that's been for two years. That's an upperclassman that counts for that nowadays. I mean, I mean, other choices I would say, you could go super athletic in the backcourt because I know Steve Clifford, here's one for you. How about Admiral Schofield at 15? I think it's a stretch, but they, I mean, they also aren't past trading down, but I mean, he could do a lot of things for them as long as I, I would like to see him shoot the ball, but there's one. I mean, let's put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if he's Schofield go in the second round. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. No, I, I, 
Uh, I think, think he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna wow workouts. He's gonna kill workouts. There's a lot of great players that can show up in workouts. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I I'm I'm kind of looking at my rankings right here, which I should be more looking at mock drafts. And also, here's a here's a name. Here's a name. Seiko Demboya. If I, I could get Seiko at 15, gone. I could take that. He'll be gone. Yeah. He'll be way gone. Like I think he's gonna. You think he'll be way gone? gone? Like top 10 gone. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. I'm now I'm. Back again at NBADraft.net. Night, uh, they have him going 17 to Detroit. So, I've and then, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he he. So Seku is like the top. Is kind of considered maybe Gogo Batazzi is maybe both of those two are like considered the top international guys. Um, you'd agree with that, Max? Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm, okay. I'm thinking. The <laughs> thing is, I know Orlando does love athletic. May not be able to get length with Garland, but yeah. definitely easily athletic. At the That's true too. I wouldn't be mad at Garland. I wouldn't because they've been. Is, it depends on what they know about Pulse, right? Right. Yeah, and I've been saying too. Just they just need to. I I, I was saying during the Alfred Payton era that I didn't mind Alfred Payton because they just need to draft a point guard until they get one. You know, I said the same thing about. Yeah. yeah so, anyways, Wes, who's next up on the list? Uh, Kenny Atkinson, I love you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I see mock, I'm not even, I don't typically just go like what the mock draft says. Yeah. But I'd be pretty happy with this if it happened. Uh, I'd be pretty happy to be at PJ Washington at 17. I'd be pretty happy with that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. At 27. They could go a couple different directions here because there's a lot of guys I really I, I'm in love with here. Like um, at this mock draft, they're having Cam Johnson going to that, which would be pretty mm. solid. But then they can yeah. always use more shooting. But and they could also go with like Thibel, and I would just like scream in my appreciation for the Nets again if it went Thibel because Thibel is just so good defensively. Ah, yeah. beautiful. Um. I'm going to say here for I'm going to preface all this by saying I so I don't have to repeat it a million times anybody who gets PJ Washington outside the lottery which is looking maybe like he's where he's going to where he's going to go is going to be somebody that I'll say you can take and I'll like it cuz he's like my favorite favorite player in this draft that's not ranked in the lottery by far it's not even close so anyways I'll preface by saying that um at uh, 16 Brooklyn they must have reset here in a little bit but um anyways whatever 16 17 range um I so first of all I wouldn't mind getting Brandon Clark if I'm Brooklyn here um they've they've kind of sewed up and maybe they could do a little minute sharing with with Jared Allen and Brandon Clark I don't know how much they could play on the floor together um but I could I could deal with that um I'm kind of looking to insure myself with one of these picks with a big man, just in case Jared Allen, a rim-protecting big man. Um, I'd say Bruno Fernando also around there somewhere it could easily fall there. And then they need to get some more people who could get buckets. So whether it's at 16, I think there's, there's bucket getters to be gotten, like somebody like, like a Kai Bowman or Carson Edwards or somebody – could go around 27. I could see, I, I, I would like Carson Edwards in a Brooklyn uniform, especially if you could get him at 27. I don't know if you'd be able to get him there because he probably made himself some cash. I don't yeah. know if he made himself that much, but yeah, that's what yeah, I'm going to say. It is worth noting the Nets do already have Corrit and Musa yeah. in the roster. Also, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, they could always pick up, like, Dylan Windler or something. No, so actually, since since you say they have the 31st pick, I'm going to change that to be, like, um, somebody like Luka Samanic or uh, an international player. That 27th pick is going Eurostash, actually. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so, you know. 31st pick, yeah. they could pick up Josh OBSA or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's a, a score... Like a, you know, just the same what they got Musa and Kirk. They've done that the past two years. They've taken like the second best, 
and basically the best scoring international guy prospect the past two years. So, yeah, and I'm I'm loving seeing Kirks and uh, I love seeing Kirks get playoff minutes. That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's enough. Celtics. We didn't really talk about this pre-show. I'm guessing this is no Anthony Davis trade, correct? Uh, no, this is no Anthony Davis trade. All right, then. Well, let's well, take it away. Yeah, because, I mean, we can all hope that they get Anthony Davis, but it's all speculation. Um, so looking at some guys being mocked there in terms of who's available, um, it kind of depends on their priorities because really the Boston Celtics have a wealth of options available. Um, an interesting priority to them would be landing like uh, a PJ Washington, even. Right. So, I, mean, I demand the Celtics pick PJ Washington with one of these yeah. fucking picks. Sorry oh, for the cussing. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. I demand it. Yeah, 20. I'm looking at some of the guys' mocks. You have. Uh, Bruno Fernando being slotted there, I would be down for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they could, they've been looking for like that younger, long-term rebounding big man because they've seemed to be struggling for boards. And Bruno will get you boards, so. So, so NBA Draft.net has the Celtics with those three picks: Casey Akpala at fourteen, Tyler Hero at twenty, go or. Daniel Gafford at 22. If I'm if I'm a Celtics fan, I am furious coming. Except they won't be because they got Tyler Harrell. But really, they should be furious. Uh, I'm I don't know. Has Tyler Harrell declared yet? He's at least going to go through it. They all go through it. But I'd imagine. Uh, yeah. my, my bigger question was: Has Moses Brown declared yet? You brought him up. I was like, wait, he declared? No, I don't think he declared. But I think he's going to declare. Um, that that's a mess over there. He can. Yeah, he's just gonna. He's ready to play in a league somewhere, anyways. Yeah. Also, I think Boston with the twenty-second pick, it might be a bit of a reach. Uh-huh. But them landing either like a, a Ty Jerome or yeah. Cam Johnson, uh-huh. I'd be pretty down for that. Because at that point, you've already gotten your big man. You've gotten a, a forward wing situation. So getting a really experienced guard, or in the case of Cam Johnson, shooter. That's going to be a high level. It's going to play and have a pretty decent feel for the game. Is what a contending team probably want. Right. So yeah, one of these picks is going to be a Euro stash. They do this with all their their triple picks that they have or whatever. So you know you can look for Batazzi at fourteen, maybe. You can look for you know whatever. So I mean. You could even look for somebody like Adam Makaka or, like I said, Lucas Amanis. They need to shore up the backup big man spot. So this could be a place where you also see a Moses Brown. I mean, I'm bringing up the same guys. And I think that Danny Ainge could also possibly take a chance on Bull Bull with one of these picks. I know he's, I don't have him ranked higher than that, but, like, when you have three first-round picks, it's something that you can do is take a chance on somebody. I, I feel like they're going to take a chance. Like, I'm swinging for home runs on everything if I have three first-round picks, especially when they have them every year like they do. So, like, I mean, I'm pretty much swinging for the biggest home run I can, even 20 and 22. Like, wh- whether that might be Brandon Clark, Jalen McDaniels, possibly, you know, like one of those picks I'm going for – for like a high ceiling, low floor guy like Bull Bull, I'm taking. I mean, Bull Bull is like the most, I guess, most, uh, most kind of thought of as that high ceiling, low floor guy. But you know, like, and they also get one of those all the time with a with a Euro guy. They got it with Yabaselli. I mean, they they killed the international market. Um, hopefully for them, maybe I'm hoping for them that they can kind of. Put a, maybe put a package together and get like a Keldon Johnson or DeAndre Hunter, Jared Culver, move up a spot and get another wing. Because what they need there is to get Jalen Brown somewhere else where he can actually play. And like he he's going to lose interest there. And they need to get like a rookie in there that's actually going to 
do what Jalen Brown's done the past couple of years, which is kind of learned. So, like, a Nazir Whittle, Calvin Johnson, Jared Culver, DeAndre Hunter, if they could somehow get in on one of those guys, maybe with a Jalen Mike, maybe you can just toss 20 in Jalen Brown for the fifth pick if you really like Jared Culver or if you really like Calvin Johnson or Hunter, you know. So, I, I, I like doing something with the picks. Boston usually doesn't do much with their picks, even though they made the move move down to get Tatum, but, like, that was kind of obvious what to do. When they're picking in the middle like this, kind of, it, it really, they don't really get much, like, you know what I'm saying? They're not really very active. They usually just take a Euro guy and stash him. So, yeah. so my big thing with um, Clark and Bull is I would be kind of surprised if Clark made it too far past my mind because I think him on the Timberwolves would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And at in Bull Bull, I don't like this might just be a suspicion, but I feel like Bull Bull is the most Lakers pick. Yeah. So and the Lakers are sitting pretty at eleven. And yeah. I just feel it coming. I don't. You feel that coming? There's too much to be had there. I think. I think there's too much actual like known quality still where the Lakers are Lakers. at. Like yeah, but I mean I see right. I mean you, you really want him instead of Nazir Little or like even Cam Reddish or. Well, I'm not saying what they should want. I know. Yeah. I mean they. I mean, who knows what they're gonna do? I mean, but I mean they've they've obviously made some awful decisions lately. But I mean besides the the obvious one to sign the best player ever but like i mean like that's not that's not really a decision more as them getting lucky like or just you know whatever like uh as far as the decisions yeah they've made bad ones or i mean some of them i think are all right but you know kuzma was all right i don't mind brandon ingram but yeah i think He's slipping hard, though, man. He's not going to get picked that high. If they pick him that high and he busts, like, they're not, like, no. I think, yeah, workouts, but whatever. I mean, I heard, I mean, I know that Bull Bull can hit jump, open jumpers in a gym. I bet he could go 25 for 25 on that. Uh, like, but I'd rather have Romeo Lankford, like, you know, like, something like, they can't, they cannot, they can't mess that pick up, man. <laughs> that. They're lucky to have it, and they need to get it. So, Wes, what's next? Uh, next up, we have the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. They pick 19 as well as 29. All right. Spurs, you know, Spurs are actually slotted to take Goga Batate in the Tankathon draft. And I'm just maniacally laughing. Yeah. And then at 29, um... If they somehow, if Grant Williams makes it that far, which he might, and yeah. Grant Williams is also one of the most like Spursy. Yeah, he's. For, I'm looking for Spursy players right now. That's what I'm looking for. Roby so go ahead. A Spursy player, but I'm not sure he goes that high. Maybe he does. I always thought this. I thought this one, Kyle Anderson. I was like most Spursy player ever. Anyways, go ahead. Matisse uh, Ibo would be a Spursy player. Yeah. Um, Cam Johnson could be a Spursy player. Yes. Like, it would be the more wild variety. Well, no, I mean, a 6'10 guy that could hit threes, like, or 6'9, whatever. 6'9, 6'10, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I would probably closer to 6'9, but whatever. I mean, yeah. That, that, Pop loves that shit. He needs and somebody that can hit a no, shot. At 29, maybe they take the shot at the mid-major and go with, like, a Windler. Or maybe they go with another really Spursy player, Chumo KK. I would love that. Um, I, I mean, I can see them going somewhere like Charles Bassey or whichever big man, like big beef guy, beefcake is there at 18, whether it be Bassey or Bruno Fernando or, um, Jackson Reed would be, or Jackson Hayes, if he somehow falls there, he's not going to, but, um, second, they need somebody that could shoot the ball. They're very last in, sh- in shooting, I think, or they're one of the last five teams in shooting. They're one of the only teams 
and shooting is kind of at a premium. So, um, I mean, I've, part of me wants to say they should take uh, pop up again and say they should take um, uh, Carson Edwards, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say somebody like Eric Coleman at 29, who I'm writing about right now. As a matter of fact, that's what made me think of him. Um, or even Brian Bowen might be a Spursy kind of guy. They don't think inside the box, so um, I don't. I don't see them taking them him at 29. But let me see if they have a second round pick. I, uh, they do. They have 49. I was gonna say that because uh, at 49, this mock draft has them taking Art Coleman. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna. I mean, I could. Um, they need shooting. They need to be. A, they need. Or they need to either have Lamarcus Aldridge learn how to shoot three pointers, or not. But whatever. I mean, they need to get something. Even even somebody I like like I like Matt Morgan from Cornell. Just they need to be able to hit it. Chris Clemens, somebody that could hit it. Just sign Joe Harris. Or just sign Joe Harris. Yeah. Who's next, Les? We got blow through these motherfuckers. If he goes to 24, wait, no, I'm sorry to cut you, but I'm going to say, I'm going to lump Keldon Johnson in with P.J. Washington and say if anybody who gets him outside the lottery is a winner. Anyway. And, and by the way, I would lump Brandon Clark. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I don't think as highly of Brandon Clark, but I definitely think, I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat that he's a top 20 player for sure right now is, is where I'm willing to go with it. But, like, I, I, I wasn't there until the tournament, and I saw some of the things he was able to do in the tournament, which is not usually a thing that that gets me, but with Gonzaga it does, so, because they actually play good teams. So. Yeah, also, with considering how they chose the strategize go through last year's draft and looking at a mock draft, Taylor Howard Tucker is slotted to be right around there, and that seems like a very processy type of pick, which they're clearly still sometimes going that route, so I could see them picking him, and that, I wouldn't mind that either. Or Gafford's around there, back of big men, could always use that, so it's another good route. The hell? What? I got it. I got some cookie playing in the background. Anyways, go ahead. I was trying to look at Jeremy's mock draft, but they had the uh, SI.com playing in the background. I see. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Another browser. I got another browser open. Also, the 76ers have two second-round picks right at the top, 33-34. Uh, and they're getting slotted with Schuma and Carson. That would be a huge slot. Heist for them. Yeah, that would, that would be helpful. That would be a heist. I uh, even if Carson, I wouldn't necessarily pick Carson that high in every scenario, but with the Sixers, I think it would work. So here's a couple guys I like for them. For them, uh, they're gonna eventually have to drop JJ Redick. So what better way to drop JJ Redick than draft Tyler Harrow? Um, that would be one place I wouldn't mind Tyler Harrow going. Uh, secondly, they need to. They, everybody loves T.J. McConnell, man. He can't be your backup point guard. So, Shamori Pines, one of the guys I like. I got a whole lump of, of uh, like, late first-round point guards. Hold on. Let me see what I got here. Wouldn't I mind them taking? Uh, you know, Trey Jones, Ty Jerome, Kai Bowman, guys like that. Or even a C.J. Massenberg. That's probably I, that's probably more of a second round pick, but yeah. Yeah, that's more of like a pick fifty four pick. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, even or if Cam Johnson's there, then they need they're going to need to replace Reddick and oh, I would McConnell. Take Cam Johnson on that and I'm not pick. I'm not a self loathing white man, but they they're going to have to replace Reddick not because he sucks, but because he he's just gonna, they're going to have to replace him because he's old, or he's going to end up costing him too much money and. T.J. McConnell has already, like, blown away any expectations I've had for him as being a, a NBA point guard by playing five years. He's already, like, beat that by, like, five and a half years. So, like, Shamori Pons, 
um, Trey Jones. I, I like Ponds a little bit better than some of the other guys that I just mentioned, Jones, Jerome, Bowman, but the, it, it's it's close. I mean, I know a lot. I know a lot of people would like other things. I think that I think that what the 76ers are going to try and do is replace what they thought they were like, kind of like poor man replace what they thought they were going to get with Fultz kind of and that the the person that they could do that with is Pons I think so I'm going to say that so Wes who's next uh next up the Oklahoma City Thunder at 21 ooh this one's a bit of a toughie for me because the Thunder are one of those teams where they have clear needs but they were slotted right in between a whole bunch where a, a couple of their knees are going right before them and a whole bunch going right after them. Um, you can always use more wings, especially as a contending team. So, I mean, again, Tony Johnson being slotted at 24 in this mock, and if Thunder pick him up, I'd be pretty happy with that. Ooh, man. Tankathon, man. Tankathon? Kellen Johnson is not going past anywhere oh, near the no. 20s. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's what they're just mocking. Like they're uh, so so. What I have to say, I, I have a quick take on Kelvin Johnson because we're not, I'm not going to talk about him because he's like a clear lottery guy to me. I have him ranked fourth, so I'm like you're never going to hear me talk about him in the but like the and I kept trying to figure out like because I've seen him play a thousand times in AU. I've seen him play a thousand times. I just I I've always loved his game. Did, I mean, and this is a case where I'm going to say that. This is why you have to watch games outside the tournament because he didn't really play well outside the tournament or in the tournament, excuse me. But, like, one thing I noticed watching Kelvin Johnson in the Auburn game is he looks so much like I'm, I'm – I'm excited to see his measurements, his wingspan measurements, because I know he has some already, but I think it might have got bigger. Because he looks – does he not – did he not look longer? It might have been his Under Armour or whatever, but, like, he looks longer than everybody. And that that's not like a – that's not like Alligator Arms team, Auburn. That's like a lot of guys have some wingspan over there. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it would have looked a little different if Chuma was on the floor. Um, but I, it's something I haven't noticed in a game since, I mean, I've been watching Kelvin Johnson forever and I didn't think of him as like ultra wingspan guy. I have him at six, eight. So like, you know, he's too, too above. I just have him as high motor Swiss army knife guy. But anyways, um, yeah, I feel, I feel Kelvin a lot. I'm just not entirely sure the humans, but I know it'll probably yeah. be above wherever in my eyes above 24, but I mean, he's the type of guy that can really slip through. Rat, so. Yeah, he can slip through because I know that's what everybody's going to see him. He's probably not going to scrimmage, and everybody's going to uh, see him and say, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, another guy I would like here a little bit. Let me see. Yeah, for the Thunder, Kevin Porter. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him go here. I We haven't mentioned him yet. This is probably around where he's going to go. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um they kind of have a little guard, awesome little guard rotation I like, so maybe they go big too. But and there's a wealth of bigs. I'm right. I'm actually writing a piece about there being possibly more bigs picked in this year's draft, depending on who comes out, than any draft ever. But um, and it sort of has to do with the definition of what we consider a big, because anybody that was you would never have like I can like I consider Brandon Clark a big. Like he's, you would never consider a six eight guy a big ever, really. But that's what he is. So, anyways, um, my article plug aside, um, they could they could go big here with somebody like Moses, somebody like Bruno Fernando. I don't want to repeat the same names, but um, another guy that would kind of fit what, like maybe if they're looking for a, a Russell Westbrook kind of player to back him up instead of Dennis Schroeder. Maybe Dennis Schroeder could play off the ball. I don't know if Dennis Schroeder will even be back next year. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a guy I like here. I don't think he, I mean, he's obviously not anywhere near the athlete Russell Westbrook is, but as far as kind of collapsing the defense and maybe posting guys up sometimes, doing, you know, stuff, 
basically what I think Nikhil Alexander Walker does the things that Russell Westbrook does like 500 yeah. miles per hour slower like so um, and, and wave and, and he lays it up instead of hammers it home on your face but you know yeah yeah I, I'm in a weird place with Nikhil because I like his overall game and then I just the first time I really saw a matchup against longer bigger players mm-hmm. he just completely struggled yeah I I I, he's a right place guy, and I think this might be the right place for him. Like, yeah. I, I, I think he has to go to the right place though. So, yeah. All right. And also, I'm I like watching him play like Xavier Johnson in Pittsburgh, and I can't yeah. like significantly more impressed with like Xavier Johnson than Nikhil. And even though I've watched Nikhil multiple times, I was he's decently high on him. Yeah. But he's Xavier's more of a long term guy. Anyway. I only I made a face a little bit earlier because I saw I'm looking at ESPN mock draft and they have Pavicelli going 27. Oh, woo! Do they have Chad Ford back? I like Pavicelli though. They got Cavoni doing. Yeah, I know they got. I know they have Cavoni doing. I'm just teasing. Cavoni, you're the man. Mike Smith, you're the man. Mike Smith's the god thing. Zion's the center. Yeah, I know he did. He said it. I I thought of that first. Damn it! He's got. Damn you, Mike Schmidt, you're on ESPN. Yeah, uh, him, you, you and Stepien both were all on that Zionist Center's train before they yeah, were here. I mean, what is he going to freaking No, Yeah, yeah. 6'8", 6'7", 25 monster, might as well. I'm changing him from big to for, or from forward to big. I have him listed as a forward right now. I'm going to go He's right in. Big, I'm, yeah. uh, watch this, live on air. I'm going to change it. Wing? Oh, I have him as a wing. Jeez. No, I have him as forward. No, I have him as a forward. My bad. I was lo- I was looking at I was looking right under RJ Barrett's underneath him. Um, also, by the way, I just wanted to ask you. So, how would you feel about um, Rui going around here? Because I'm seeing him mocked around these spots. Around what the spot? The Thunder. At 21. Yeah, because he's being put up there in some places. What? I just wonder how you would feel about it. I'm I'm not a I'm not a Rui. I would guy. feel like there's. I don't, I can't ever see that happening at all. I can't see him, like, in a, in a awful, like, Laramie Tunsil situation. He falls still maybe past 12. Uh, all right, well, the ESPN has a mock at 18. No. Yes. No. Yes. What are you doing, man? Come on, Jonathan. And he has a tier little at 17, hero at 16. I can, I, and, uh, well, well, I mean, like, I mean, those guys are good. Jonathan Givoni, Givoni, sorry, Jonathan Givoni gave me my start in this business by sending me to the NBA basketball report. But you cannot pick Tyler Hero over Norton, Sear Little, nor Rui Hachimura. Well, wait, hold on. (laughs) You just can't do that. It is Draft Express, so I think. They are so well in the business. Some of this might actually be sourced. Okay. Well, they need to source it to somebody else. That's not cool. You can't be giving people. You can't be. Man, they're gonna think he's an. You know. You know. I told you. Maybe the Celtics are gonna take him, and he's gonna be the next Larry Bird, even though he's the next Jerry Sheesh team. Woo! That was musty. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. I, no, you can't. Nasir Little. I mean, Nasir. I'm I'm seeing all these names going outside the lottery that are never making it out of the lottery. All right, we got two more that we could do, guys. Yeah, let's just run through this. So, okay. Um, Troy Pistons. Yep. Best pick of the playoffs at 15. Yeah. Swept by the Bucks. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> I saw. Wait, hold on. I seen Damon Jones say that if they don't get Blake Griffin back, that the Bucks are going to win in three games. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Might as well be. That was funny. Anyways. Alright. Well, uh, 15 is a round where Nasty Little's going. Yeah. And if they want to take another shot on a defensive, long, mm-hmm. athletic wing, that's, that's their guy, probably. I mean, they got right. Stanley Johnson, and he's like significantly weak prospect in this year, Little. Yeah. They're so, moving on from Stanley Johnson. I think that's why. I well, think, they moved him already. Yeah. It was the Bond Maker trade. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, I, I knew that was coming from. I, I knew that when they signed Glenn Robinson, and I told I told him. I was like, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, not little would be good for them. If they finally want to get, like, a legitimate guard on their squad, again, Garland's sitting, like, right over there. Yeah. So, Garland's up, available. Kevin Ford Jr. is mm. available. He'd be interesting, if not a bit of a headache for Dwayne Casey to deal with. Mm. Yeah, it's point guard time here. That I'm I'm gonna recommend they do kind of the same thing. And there's a, there's point guard there's point guards to be had here. Like I said, there's Alexander Walker, there's Porter, there's Trey Jones, there's you know there's eight or nine point guards where you can you can like legitimately maybe get a franchise point guard at 17. So if you lock in kind of on the guy you want. Um, I wish I wish Stan Van Gundy was here because I uh, sit here for one more run at it because I think he could do it right here because he would find the point guard he wanted. Well, I, I I have a feeling it might be Trey Jones actually. I don't even I'm, not, I'm talking like I know Stan Van Gundy, but yeah, you know, like There's I the problem with the yeah, sorry, Trey Jones is not in the draft coming back to Duke. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. I just have him on the board. You're right, he isn't yeah. coming back. He is coming back, you're right. I forgot I saw that come across the line. It was surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, it was surprising too. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I did see that, though. Um, so I could give you more, or some scoring guards. Like, um, No, I, I mean, so I'm looking again at maybe a – like, or an Ashton Higgins is another good pick here, I think. I think that – What? At 15? 15? Sure, yeah. I mean, he could slip to 15. I mean, people who are getting their point guards are getting them. I mean, I like Garland better. Don't get me wrong. I'm a little bit higher on Garland. Even though I have him ranked apart, I like Ashton Higgins. I, I, I think another, he's another person. Didn't play too well in the tournament, but I thought he played decent against Auburn. He was getting blown by a little bit, but that was scheming, too. They were scheming guys into the middle. Um... Yeah, Jared Harper blows by a lot of people, but he played. I was more impressed by how Higgins handled himself offensively. They didn't really turn it over that much. He didn't, at least. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a what's it called? Uh, synergy Sports. I just kind of have like a vague recollection of the game where I'm. I'm thinking Ashton Higgins looked really good, and so did Kelvin Johnson. They looked pretty good in the game. Yeah. I'd just be surprised to see Higgins go right there in the 15. Yeah. So even even I have a I have a wing maybe that you might not think of Amin Nua. Oh, I've he's, heard the name. So my he's my he's my favorite sleeper sleeper guy that that could see arise. So look at Amin Nua here at 15. I have him ranked 30th, but I also see him maybe making a work through the workout process. Anyway. Also, PJ still could be available. Yeah, PJ. Oh yeah, yeah. No, PJ. Play with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Don't even matter. Or add, or they can add uh, Luke Kennard to point us. Yeah. Anyways, Wes. Cool. Uh, finally, Utah Jazz at twenty-three. Um. Find some guy that could guard James Harden. James Harden's right hand. Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> he can he's do not, it. He's not going to be in the draft, though. He's, cry, he, he, he's coming back? I didn't see that one yet. I highly doubt a guy with 10% usage is coming into the draft. Yeah. I, I really doubt it. Yeah. Like, he'll probably test. It'll be like, yeah. you need to do more things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. Like, but they're not telling Taylor Horton Tucker that. He already does a lot of things. I know yeah. he does yeah. lots of stuff. No, I mean Tyrese does stuff, but like there's a problem. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, no, he's Anthony Roberson right now. Like, but he, but like five or six years from now, he's Anthony Roberson. Andre. Yeah, or Andre Roberson. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Roberson. Roberson. I said his both of his names wrong. I'm getting yeah, old. I like, yeah, I like Roberson. <laughs> Roberson. So, but um, so at 23. <laughs> some reason, you know, after, you know, the picking Grace now and not too long ago, Ty Jerome is like a very test. So, uh, that would be pretty interesting to me, being slotted up there. Um, if 
they wanted to go with more wing size players or wanted to go a little out of the box. Grant Williams is one of those guys that the Jazz might be like, he's a Jazz player. Yeah. Um. Man, this one's tough for me. Um. Man, I just had a guy that I wanted though. Um. I like in this position somebody like Jalen McDaniels, Grant Williams, somebody that's going to replace Derek Favors because I don't think David Derek Favors is going to make it back. I think he gets traded or whatever. Um, but or or someone to groom underneath him. So a Jalen McDaniels, a Grant Williams, a Jordan Caroline—they don't need giant guys in there. Um, even a guy that I. I, I I really like that. I probably don't. I don't know. Another one that I like though is also a Joe Ingles replacement. What I like to do here is kind of like find a guy on your team, maybe that isn't gonna maybe be part of your team in two years, and look for somebody that kind of may, might be able to do something better than him in three or four years. So Zach Norvell is somebody that kind of reminds me of Joe Ingles. Uh, you know, this is a little early, maybe for Zach Norvell. Um, he hasn't, he hasn't decided not to come back, right? He's he's honored, right? I haven't, I haven't heard. I got to look at the list draft, before so I do these. He's yeah, he's on mock drafts. Yeah, so I I like Norvell. I might I might trade down if I was thinking about taking him there. You know, maybe even trade out of the first round altogether. But I think that they're gonna look for somebody to kind of groomed because I think they're stuck with Rudy not stuck with Rudy Gobert but like that's going to be their guy and you know Donovan Mitchell's going to be their guy they're going to they're going to need to kind of cycle in and out role players um and then maybe they hit with somebody as a third guy but like you're kind of cycling your role players in and out here and you need to kind of maybe find somebody to replace Joe Ingles or there's going to be plenty of point guards available again you know, I, I will say though, after that little run of, because uh, um, yeah, Carson Edwards is in there too, uh, with uh, Ty Jerome. Uh, I was kept saying Trey Jones, Kai Bowman, Darius Garland, all that little that Shamari Pons, that little group of guards. There is a big drop off, kind of on that, in my opinion, at least. You end up with like, I don't know who, like Phil Booth. Uh, Trent Forrest, if he came out. Oh, Kevin Porter's in that little group for me. So, anyways, go ahead. And you got any other thoughts? Yeah. Um. So I feel like if the Jazz picks a guy like um, Carson Edwards, that Quinn Snyder might tear his hair out. Yeah. So I don't want that to go bald. Yeah. Because that's the yeah. Yeah. So he's one of the. He's a good. That's who Jeremy has mocked at. Uh, that's the one thing I caught before I left SI for dropping their sports sports center, their little sports center in the middle of my show. Uh, I saw Jeremy has Carson uh, mocked at twenty three to the Kings or to the Jazz. But anyways, ugh. yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if he could get the same opportunities right away because. That wouldn't be the most ideal thing, but it could be. It has a lot of potential to work out. Maybe not right away. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think they need to slot in so, shooters into that defense. I'm going to ask you because we got to cut it short because yeah. we're running out of time. But I know you really wanted to talk on the Bucks and the Warriors. What could what what guys you want to see them take? The Bucks and the Warriors. Bucks just literally they need to get wing depth. At this point, so like Dylan Wendler at thirty, I'm down. Shumo KK, thirty, get him. Get what about Iggy? What about Iggy Brazdakis? Eh, I mean, not that high. No. Yeah. I think they have like some toughness that they can that they kind of like they want some toughness on that team. So I think that's why they did you know like the Thon Maker trade. That's like. One of the they have very athletic guys. They you know they got rid of John Huston. He's not tough. I could you know like so. I think they I think they demand athleticism. And Iggy Brzdakis is a, is is pretty athletic. So I don't know. But anyways, I like Lindley's athleticism too. And yeah. I think in terms of 
Chuma's got it. Yeah. Yeah, Chuma's got it. Yeah. I, the thing is with Chuma is I feel like nobody's going to spend a first-round pick on him. I think he's going to get picked in the second round just because he's got to sit the year. So, or most of the year. So, I, I think that they're just going to – I think so many people like him and so many people – not only do, do they like him, but they're aware of him now. There's so much more awareness of him and how much – and people might actually watch tape of him and be like, oh, holy shit, he's really good. <laughs> so, um, I think I think that he's going to get picked, but he's going to get picked in the second round because just because they don't have to guarantee him. So, I mean – it's all. It, it, I think it's stupid, kind of, to base it that way. If you really like Chuma, um, you know. But I think that's just where he's going. That's the. Th- I mean, people are going to take somebody like Jalen McDaniel's first, for instance. So I would be shaking my head so hard. In the block, are no Warriors. What the hell else do they need on that team? Um, they could probably use some longer-term defensive options. Yeah. So Cyborg you don't like DeMarcus Cousins on defense? <laughs> yeah, replacement for Kevin Durant would be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good luck. It's the wrong draft. Yeah, it is the wrong draft. I, 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 you know who I like for them right there? Muriel Shayak. I'll say it right there. If you want some wing defense, and I think you can pick Muriel Shayak at fifty-eight. I think no. you could too, but I think that if you like somebody enough there, you take them. Like, I mean. Like I really like him. I really like Mariel Shack, and I'm not just gonna take like a, um, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna take, say, a Jalen McDaniel's or a Charles Bassey or somebody just because they're rated higher. If I like him better for my team, I'm taking him. But um, I think Mariel Shack would fit in good there to wing defense. Like I think he's gonna be. I think he could be better, or not better than, but equal to a Patrick McCaw. And I'm considering him de facto Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I like Shayok too. I just think his stock is so slept on. You don't need to spend such a really, really high pick on yeah. him. Whenever I'm a big Thibel person, anyway. Yeah. And Thibel's being pleather, so I'm like pick the Thibel and don't look back. And then just if Shayok is there at 58, pick him. If not, you know, you can take a look at like I don't know, maybe a stashing a set of Gerskis or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I I also like um Thibel and the Spurs, and I like the Spurs getting like zone players because I think that Greg I've had this theory for like five years this is going to be my final take of the day it's a super hot one and it worked out it like I more had it in mind when they had Kawhi on the team but I think that Greg Popovich is going to dream up some exotic zone that's going to be able to stop the Warriors but it, it was more based upon the fact that Kawhi Leonard could chase or whatever Kawhi Leonard could play in the middle of it or something like that. So, I still want them to pick up zone-type players. I always get intrigued when I see the Spurs get zone players because I, I think that could be a way to actually beat the Warriors. I really do. It's just an exotic zone, not a not a typical zone that you've seen, a 2-3 Jim Beheim zone, like some, some serious, like, John Chaney shit. But anyways, uh, real quick. Ah, no, don't start. Uh, really quick. Max, you got finals picks again? Yeah, finals picks. Um, so, Bucks, Warriors, I'll take Warriors and Six. Um, I did want to mention in terms of zone players, that I was like, before Bible had his tournament, he was spotted around where the Mavericks were picking, and I was getting, because like, Rick Carlisle will finally bring back the 2011 final zone, and I'd be like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. yeah I love that zone so much. Yeah, yeah. Marion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, I, I don't know. Maybe that subliminally made me think of that because, like, that's the kind of zone I'm imagining is like, uh, like the, what the Mavericks did, but with I, I imagined it with Kawhi instead of Sean Marion, which is, you know, whatever plug and play. Yeah, and it, it is a bit different though because the Heat definitely did not have Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I, I, th- what I think, well, my idea in theory is like a widened out zone and you just clear the way like you maybe you have a rim protector you you know it's not going to work out with lamarcus aldridge on your roster but it could it could all i mean let's think he could just stand in a corner and (laughs) put a hand in somebody's face bucks in seven good luck lock draft damn it
At Max Scouts. At I don't know, you could get me at Uncle Dougie or at Lockdraft. At Net Wide West. Hello. Lockdraft.com. Yeah, look out for my twelve sleeper big men article. I'm like almost done with it. But I'm writing about Eric Coleman now. Deuces. Are we, are we done?